morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you are visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we do have visitors cards in the pew. If you just want to take one and fill it out, uh, you'll drop it in the offering plate as it comes by, and we would appreciate you doing that. Uh, just read over your bulletin for any announcements that you'll find that you need to see that are in there. Uh, but I do have some prayer concerns to share this morning. Uh, Ruth West, we want to be praying for her. She is at home. Um, and then the family of Delano Bors, um, that's Judith Nance's sister who passed away. Um, her funeral will be at Jones Chapel at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Um, and so we want to be praying for their family. Uh, and then also the family of Herbert Johnson. Uh, his funeral will also be tomorrow at Forest Hills Baptist Church. Um, that's at 11 o'clock. And then his internment will be here at Flat Springs at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we also want to be praying for Bob Koval, who is still a patient at UNC Hospital. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? God, we're so grateful to be in your house of worship this morning. God, we lift up all these prayer concerns that we just mentioned, and for every single one that is on our prayer list in our bulletin, God, we just lift them up to you now. We know that you know each need, and we're trusting you to meet those needs, God. God, we pray that you be with us now and that you just help us to focus solely on worshiping you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're introducing a couple of new songs today uh, on the insert in your bulletin if you want to take it out. The choir is going to sing um, this medley um, right now. It's called to worship. Uh, listen along so that you can sing it with us during the second hymn slot.
will take your hymnals now and turn to number 249, Glorify Thy Name. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day you have given us and allowing us to come into your house and hear your word. Father, now I ask that you might be with those that are sick and need your healing hand and your soothing hand for those who have lost loved ones. Father, we now ask that you might bless these tithes, these offerings to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Well, good morning. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's try one more time. We do this every week. You ready? Good morning. Good job. Okay, so you guys can speak. Good job. All right, so today Pastor Gary is going to be talking about blessings. Do you know what a blessing is? Not like when you say the blessing before you but a blessing. Do you know what a blessing is? A blessing is a good thing. It's a gift. So this morning, I'm going to give, Reese, I'm going to give this to you, okay? There you go. Um, do you feel blessed? You do. You feel blessed by a blank piece of paper that I just gave you. Wow. Mom, you're doing a good job. She feels blessed. Okay. So that's not necessarily a blessing, right? Not necessarily. You could use it as a bookmark, right? You could use a little piece of paper as a bookmark, so you could put it like in a hymnal to mark what song we're going to sing. But really, it's, it's, it's probably not a blessing just the way it is right there, right? A blessing is just any old gift that you give or a piece of paper that I could hand to you. It's meant to be encouraging or helpful or useful. Did you know that God blesses us every single day? Do you think he blesses us every single day? I certainly do. Yeah, he does. God loves us, and that in itself is a blessing. But what are some other ways that God blesses us? What do you think, what does God do that, that blesses us, that is a gift to us? What about, does he care about us? Do you think God cares about us at all? Is his children? Yeah, he does. He forgives us, right? We don't earn that forgiveness. That's not something we could ever, we could ever work up to or, or earn that forgiveness. He gives that to us. That's a blessing to us, right? Do you think that blessings are meant to be kept to ourselves? Like, should we just, if, we're, if we receive a blessing, should we just keep it to ourselves and not ever bless anyone else with, with something? Should we just keep it to ourselves? What do you think? No, we shouldn't. So, Reese, let me see that. Let me see that piece of paper real quick. Okay, we're going to do this. What if I put on here a smiley face, okay, on this card, okay, so now it has a smiley face on it, and then Reese, what if I give you back this card and I tell you that God loves you, because he does, he loves you, and what if you were to take that card and you were to give it to someone here today and you were to go up to them and you were to say, God loves you, and I want you to be encouraged by that today. Would that be a blessing to them? It would be. And that's what God wants us to do, guys. We're blessed every single day by the way he loves us and he forgives us and he cares about us. But we're supposed to share that blessing with others, to share God's love with others, because that's so good and it's, it makes us so happy. We want to make other people happy, right? What were you going to say? Were you going to say something? No. Okay. Um. So, what I did this morning, I have a little note card for you that has a smiley face on it. And before you leave here today, I want you to go up to someone and I want you to give them this note card. And I want you to say, God loves you. And this is going to be an encouragement, a blessing that you're going to give to someone today. Do you guys think you can do it? Yeah, I think you can too. All right. Let's say a prayer together and then I'll give you your cards, okay? God, I thank you so much for these children. God, what a blessing they are to us. We thank you 
for entrusting them to us in our care. God, I just thank you that you do love us and that you bless us every single day. Help us to share that blessing with others by choosing to love others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Our scripture today um, is from Galatians, the third chapter. Does God supply you with the spirit and work miracles among you through your own efforts or through believing what you heard? Abraham serves as an example. He believed God and that faith was regarded as the basis of Abraham's approval by God. You must understand that people who have faith are Abraham's descendants. Scripture saw ahead of time that God would give his approval to non-Jewish people who have faith. So scripture announced the good news to Abraham ahead of time when it said, Through you, all the people of the world will be blessed. So people who believe are blessed together with Abraham, the man of faith. Good morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, what a beautiful chorus we sang. And Lord, I could hear the showers of blessing as Gail and Regina played. And your mercies are new every morning. And your steadfast love endures forever. And it is good to be in your house today. We are grateful for your blessings, Lord. And in just a moment, our choir is going to sing the greatest blessing of how your death on the cross brought an eternal promise that we could live forever in your presence, in glory, in the perfect fulfillment of how you created us. And Lord, that's available to everybody here today. And for every one of us that have already received that, Lord, we just want to give you thanks. We want to praise your name, that you love us so much, that you bless us every day, every hour, every minute, every second. And Lord, we want to recognize, as Taylor reminded us, that we are blessed to be a blessing and that you would just equip us today with your word and with your strength and with your power that when we leave this place, we'll go out and you'll have somebody on our radar, somebody on our mind, someone on our heart 
And we want to share the blessing. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just want to praise your holy name and give you thanks for all that you do every day. And Lord, make me more mindful of your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask.
I love that song. Thank you. Thank you, choir. His wounds have paid our ransom. What a wonderful truth. What a wonderful blessing. Open with me to Genesis chapter 12. Roger Worrell and I were playing golf one day this week, and it's going to be hard for you to believe that I hit an errant golf shot. Isn't that hard for you to believe? You've never played golf with me. That's why you might believe that. But it was terrible. But it hit a tree in just the perfect way, and it bounced exactly the way I would have wished it did. And so when Roger and I got back together and he had witnessed that shot, I said, well, that was luck. And he said, I don't like the word luck. And so we coined a new phrase. And our new phrase is an unplanned positive occurrence, okay? <laughs> and I want to tell you, when I play golf, I hope for an awful lot of unplanned positive occurrences. In our text today, this is my favorite Old Testament passage. This is where God at the very beginning tells us of his plan. Now in the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, we have spent time seeing man accursed. Okay? He starts off in the garden... One tree he needs to leave alone. What does man do? You know what we do. We eat from that tree and we're cursed. The ground is cursed. Pain is brought to childbirth. The snake has to crawl on his belly. Weeds and thorns and thistles. And all of creation is cursed. And then just a few chapters later, we find out that the wickedness of man is so intense that God decides that the only way to handle it is by a flood. And we know the story of Noah. And so in the first 11 chapters, we've got the Tower of Babel and 
God has to change our language. We've got Adam and Eve. We've got Noah. We've got people just messing up one chapter right after another. And then we come to chapter 12. And so as the book begins with God's cursing because of our sin, because of our disobedience, because of that nature in us that separates us from holy God, we find this beautiful passage, this tremendous promise, this beginning of a story that finds its completion in what our choir just sang. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's a wonderful promise. It's a powerful moment in history where God reveals all that he's up to. If you're able to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of God's word, I'd invite you to do that. We're going to read four verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. Would you pray with me? God, speak to us about your blessing. That we might receive it fully and completely today. That we might leave this place as a channel of your blessing. For our prayers in Christ's name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. One night, a wife found her husband standing over their infant's crib. And as she watched, she was looking at their firstborn child. And she saw in his face a mixture of emotions. Disbelief, doubt, delight, amazement, enchantment, and skepticism. Touched by his unusual display and his deep emotion, she slipped up to him with her eyes glistening, put her arm around him, and said, a penny for your thoughts. To which he replied, it's amazing. I just can't see how anybody could make this crib for $89.95. Well, he saw a blessing, but he missed a blessing. Today, I want us to understand some truths that God reveals to us in this passage in the story of Abram, who will become Abraham. And the first one I want us to understand is that God is the one 
who initiates blessings. God is the one who initiates blessing. In our text, we find that the Lord says to Abram, I want you to go. And then in verse 2, he says, and I, that's God, will make you a great nation. And then he says, and I, that's God, will bless you and make your name great. And then he says, and I, God, will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, God says, I will curse. Now, I want us to understand that you can't pray up a blessing. Because blessings are undeserved. I hope you're going to be lucky to receive one of those smiley faces from our children today. And if you are, I believe God will use that to, to bless you. Abram was, Abraham was chosen by God. You and I have been chosen by God. God's blessings are are often very unlikely and, and hard to understand. God's plans don't often look like our plans. In fact, I, I've about decided that the way I get in the way of God's blessings more often than any other way is with my plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know that verse, don't you? The, the children of Israel are, because of their disobedience, have found themselves in exile. And right before Jeremiah tells them how long they're going to be in Babylon, 70 years, wow, 70 years they're going to be there. Then in 2911, God says this, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Isn't that powerful? God has a plan. God had a plan for Abraham. God knew that because of the plan that he was initiating with Abraham, that one day I would be standing here and you would be sitting here hearing that God wants to bless us, that God does bless us every day, that God wants to bless our church. He's blessed our church for all these years, and he's not done yet. But often it's hard for us to understand, Dr. Richard Lowry, in a, a reading I read on this passage, said, It's worth noting that Abraham, with God's guidance, listen to this, is migrating away from the economic, political, and military power of the ancient world to settle in a distant land. Ironically, the blessing of the whole earth will begin not from the center of power and influence, but from a distant margin. Isn't that amazing? Wonder what would happen if God would like to turn America around and he'd like to use Flat Springs Baptist Church as his point to do it. What about that? What about that? We're, we're far enough away from Washington, D.C. This could be that land God might show us. God desires to give us blessing. He wants to do things for us and in us that, that really only he can do. Let me ask another question. What area in your life, maybe in the center, or maybe a margin area, maybe it's just one of those things that's not so important 
that you think you ought to do it today, but you're planning to do it someday. You know those things? Those decisions that we're going to make someday, those marginal decisions. What if today we hear God say, that's where I want the blessing to begin. I want us to see that God initiates it, but there's a call for you and I, as there was for for Abraham, and that is to be obedient. In Deuteronomy 28, we find these words. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. I hope we heard that. Let me read that again. And if you, church, if you, Flat Springs, if you, Gary McCullough, and you put your name in there, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful, being careful, to do all his commandments that I've commanded you, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of your Lord. Blessed shall, be, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field and blessed shall you be the fruit of your wound and blessed shall be the fruit from the ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herd and your young flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Do you think he wanted us to know that blessing and obedience are tied together? <laughs> if you obey, if you're careful to obey, if you obey all, if you obey everything, God says, I'll bless you. Now, his plans may not be our plans. I got a feeling when Abraham woke up that day, he wasn't expecting what was going to come his way. Maybe you've come to church today not expecting for God to say something very specific about an area of your life where there needs to be an adjustment, there needs to be a change, there needs to be an addition. But you're hearing the voice of God right now, and he's telling you plainly and clearly, this is where the blessing lies. Be obedient in this area. Be obedient right here. Step out in faith like Abraham did in obedience right here. Not only does God initiate the blessing, but when we're obedient, God does the blessing. The text says over and over, God says, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So often I read that, and God, this is what I'm going to do. This is what Gary's going to do. This is what Gary thinks. This is how Gary feels. This is what Gary understands. And God says, that's not going to work, Gary. That's not going to work. Instead, he says... Let me bless you. Can I ask us a question today? It's going to sound crazy. Have we been trying to bless ourselves? You and I. Have we been, have we been trying to say, well, I know enough. I, I've, I've been in enough classes. I've heard enough sermons. I've sung enough songs. I know enough stuff that I'll just bless myself. Friend, no, we won't. We can't. You and I can't bless others. You know, I said, I hope one of those children will come and give you one of those cards, and God will bless you through it. Those children can't even bless you. But oh, can God use those children? <laughs> oh, can God use those children? 
If one of those beautiful little faces comes up and hands you in love and that innocence of their face, one of those cards, you'll see the voice in the face of God and you will be blessed. I'm putting a lot of pressure on those children, aren't I? They're going to probably all put them in their pack and go home, but that'll be all right. We'll get them another day. You see, the last point is God blesses us to be a blessing. That's, that's what God's up to. He wants to bless. He wants to bless me. I remember when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and, and, and emotions just poured all over me. I was as happy as I'd ever been, and I was as sad as I'd ever been at the exact same time. That's bizarre. I was so joyful to know that God had loved me enough and salvation was mine, that my name had been recorded in the Lamb's book of life, and I was going to be blessed forever and for always. And even though at 12 years of age I understood that I was just going to be here for a few years, then it felt like forever at 12, but I knew there was an end. And yet even in the midst of that end, God had a plan. God had a blessing. Wow. And I was sad because Christ was wounded. It was his wounds. It was the pain of the cross that paid my sins. What a blessing. Christ came to bless us. We know the verse. If you want to tie Genesis 12, 1 through 4 to a New Testament passage, you can certainly go to the one that, that Jimmy read just a moment ago in Galatians, but, but probably the best place to tie it is in John's Gospel, the 16th verse of the third chapter. For God so loved the world that he gave blessing his only son that whosoever believes in him should receive the greatest blessing of all to not perish but have everlasting life oh church that's the blessing we've got that's the blessing folks on deep river road need amen that's the blessing they need uh, they don't need a new lawnmower they don't need a new car they don't need a new roof they don't need a new well they don't need a better 401 or 403B. What they need is the power of salvation. And that's the blessing God's already paid for. He's already given it to them. They just got to receive it. If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is going to be the greatest day in your life if you'll say yes to Jesus because today is the day of salvation. But I couldn't help but think what if Abraham had refused it? I read this story this week about a man who had lived as a homeless man in the slums of Chicago for many years. And his habit was on bad nights, he would go to the mission when they put the flag out. We've got a place in Sanford, uh, the bread of life. When it's really hot or really cold, they put a flag out and the homeless people in the community can go to the bread of life. That was a place like that and that's where he was. He went and he listened. He heard the message. He ate the meal. He went to bed. And he never woke up. 
He died in that bed. When they began to get his credentials together and put it in the obituary, someone saw it in England and recognized the name and did the research. And for 10 years, they've been trying to find him. Unbeknowing to him, several generations back, he was one of the last heirs, and there was an inheritance for him of $4 million in American dollars. And they've been trying to find him for 10 years to give him the blessing. And he died in his poverty. He died not knowing he was a millionaire. He died not knowing that he didn't have to live on the streets. He didn't have to live that life that probably shortened his life. He didn't have to do it. He had an inheritance. I've got good news today. We've got an inheritance, you and I. Jesus Christ has paid the price. You and I have a promise of everlasting life. We have a promise of hope when it feels hopeless. We have a promise that God's love will endure forever, that His mercies are new every morning. We have a blessing, you and I. I want us to see it and understand it. But what if we refuse Oh, I'm grateful Abraham didn't refuse, and I don't want us to. I don't want you and I. I don't want Flat Springs to refuse God's blessing. God desires to do great things in us. And here's our invitation. It's found in Revelation chapter 3. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also have conquered and sat down with the Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Oh, let us hear. He's here. He's knocking. He is knocking. Oh, that song of a secular world. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Well, I tell you today, heaven's knock, knock, knocking on our door. And God has a blessing for us. Oh, hear these words again. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham. The man of faith. And then in Galatians 3.14 it says this. So that in Christ Jesus. Oh wow. Don't miss that. Listen again. For in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. That's you and I. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. God wants us to be blessed. That we'll be a blessing. We never know how God will use our blessings. I couldn't help but think of this illustration I'm about to use when Taylor was doing the children's sermon. I found it in a 1988 version of Chicken Soup for the Soul. You remember that book? It's the story of healthy, Sparky Bridges. A teacher in New York decided to honor each of her high school seniors 
for the difference that they had made in her life. Then she presented each of them with a blue ribbon imprinted with the gold letters which read, Who I am makes a difference. This is a secular story, but oh, you don't have to work hard to bring it into our faith, do you? Who, who I am makes a difference. Afterwards, the teacher gave each of the students three more ribbons to acknowledge others. See why I thought about it. To see what impact it would have in their community. They were to follow up on the results, see who honored whom, and report back to the class the following week. One of the students honored a junior executive in a nearby company for helping him with his career planning. The student gave him a blue ribbon and put it on his shirt just over his heart. And then the, the student gave him the two extra ribbons and explained the class project of acknowledging and enlisted the executive's help. said, I want you to go give two more. Later that day, the junior executive went into his boss and told him that he deeply admired him and he was a creative genius. And the junior executive asked if he would accept the gift of the blue ribbon. Who I am makes a difference. And he asked for permission to put it on him and he was surprised. His, his surprised boss said, well sure, after placing the ribbon above his boss's heart, he asked him, to support the effort and take that one last ribbon and give it to someone. That night, that boss went home and found his 14-year-old son and he sat him down. And he said, the most incredible thing happened to me today. I was in my office and one of our employees came in and told me that he admired me and he gave me this blue ribbon that I'm wearing now. Imagine, he said he thought I was a creative genius. And he put this ribbon on me, and you see the words? It says, who, am, who I am, it makes a difference. And then he gave me this extra ribbon, and he asked me to find someone to honor. And as I was driving home tonight, I began to think about who I was going to honor with this ribbon and I thought about you, son. I want to honor you. The dad went on to say, my days are really hectic. And when I come home, I don't pay a lot of attention to you, not as much as I should. Sometimes I scream at you if your grades aren't good enough or your bedroom's a mess. But son, tonight, I just want to sit here. Well... I just want you to know you make a difference in my life. Besides your mother, you're the most important person in my life. You're a great kid, and I love you. The startled boy suddenly began to cry. The tears turned into sobs, and he just couldn't stop crying. His whole body was shaking. His daddy was saying, it's all right, son. It's all right, I didn't mean to upset you. He reached out and he hugged his son. With that, the boy walked over to a drawer and pulled out a pistol that he'd gotten from the gun safe. And he handed it to his father. And he said, Dad, 
I'd already made my plans tomorrow. I was going to kill myself because I didn't think you loved me. If a button with a blue ribbon that says who I am makes a difference can do that. Do we understand what the power of the gospel can do in the hearts and lives of people who don't feel like anybody cares for them? That no one loves them? That no one is involved in their world? You and I are blessed. And I want you to feel God's blessing. I, as Gail made it rain. Did you hear that piano make it rain a while ago? Showers of blessing. you to know we're blessed to be a blessing my prayers I end this sermon today is that we will have someone on our heart and mind that we'll bless this week someone will go home and we'll make our smiley face and we'll go to them and we'll say friend God loves you and so do I Go, be obedient. Trust God to initiate and give the blessing and realize we're blessed, you and I, to be a blessing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. Oh, he is so good. So good. So good. I couldn't help, Lord, as we just sang, glorify and magnify the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Magnify His name in all the earth. Lord, let me begin that in my frame of reference, in my world, in the people that I know. Put someone on my heart that this week I'll go and tell. And Lord, if there's one here today who doesn't know you in the pardon and forgiveness of their sins, may your Holy Spirit say, I want to breathe on you a blessing. I want to change you forever. I want to give you hope. I want to give you a future. I want to give you joy. I want to give you a plan that will work for your life. Oh Lord, you know if there's someone here who says my plans been getting in the way, God, of your plans, then today we just pray for your spirit to fall fresh on this congregation and that we will respond to your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks for your many blessings. Our hymn of decision this morning is page 287. Take my life, lead me, Lord. Today, I don't know what God may be saying to us, but I do know this. We've been blessed, you and I. We've been blessed. Maybe today you just need to come and say, thank you, God, for your blessings. It's been a long time, Lord, 
since I stepped out and walked down the aisle and came to you, oh God. Not to that preacher, but to you, oh God. And said thank you. Maybe there's someone here today that today you recognize there's a great blessing and you need it. And I'd love to talk to you more about that. Whatever God say, may we be found faithful as we stand together. favorite thing I like to say at the conclusion of worship is, would you please be seated for just a moment? Josh and Sarah, come join me. So y'all been married for a hundred years now? How long y'all been married? I guess that's really when I got to meet Josh is when we were doing the, the marriage counseling and sharing and talking and, uh, and I knew immediately he was my kind of people, just just a very special folks. And we've been chatting back and forth. And uh, Macy's back there. She's, she's not waiting, but she's staring me down. She did that on the couch this week, too. She just stared me down. So uh, I think it's my magnetic personality is what I'm saying. But anyway, God blessed them just a very few weeks ago with that precious, 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 precious little one. And when God blesses us like that, we begin to think about things, don't we? It's important to think, and today, out of several conversations, Josh comes today publicly professing Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and wanting to become a member of our church after his baptism. Do I hear a motion that we receive him into our folks? I hear motions and say, if you would join me in welcoming him into our church family, would you indicate that by saying praise the Lord? Praise 
Josh, we're going to try to be the church that you need us to be, that you can grow to continue to grow as you are growing to be the man God wants you to be, the dad, the husband. God bless you. Thank you for this statement of faith. And also, Sarah comes today. Uh, her membership is in a, a sister church, and she comes on promise of letter that we would accept her. And Macy's already said amen. Y'all hear that? Amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to have Macy at the door. Now everybody will come to the door. I know that in just a few minutes. But if you would join, well, no, I got, I hear a motion that we receive Sarah. There we go. Y'all are getting so much better at that. I'm excited. If you would join me in welcoming her, would you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Sarah, God bless you. God bless you for all God is up to in your life and how he's using you to lead others and especially the promise you two have. Before long, we're going to be standing here with Macy and she'll be saying amen to you straight forward and that'll be fun as well. What a wonderful day. The Bible says the angels in heaven are rejoicing as we are as well. And so I would invite you to stand with me. They'll be with me at the door uh, along with Macy. Okay, just saying. And uh, I know you'll want to come by. And, and let me remind us that when we come by and we vote someone into our church family, we vote them into our family and we promise to be good brothers and sisters, to love them, to support them, to encourage them and care for them. So as you come by and welcome your new brother and sister and little one into the fellowship, know you're also committing that you'll be there for them. Because I tell you what, it takes an awful, it takes a strong church to raise this little girl the way she needs to go in the world in which we live. Thank you for being a blessing to me today. Thank you for being a blessing to this family. And now we're going to open those doors. Randy's standing there ready to do it. And when he does, remember, we're blessed to be a blessing. And when we go from this place, find that person or persons and share God's love. And now as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be his blessed people in the midst of his people who need a blessing. Would you pray with me? God, use us this week in a mighty way. May my phone ring off of folks saying, I talked to so-and-so and they need to talk to you, preacher, about joining the church. They need to talk about what it means to accept Christ. They need to talk. They're coming Sunday, Lord. Oh, Lord, we're just excited they're going to be here. When we're faithful, you're faithful. When you bless us and we take that blessing, Heavenly Father, you use it. I pray you do that this week. Go with us now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. blessing.